0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Welcome dear friends to Pointing to the Saviour of the World on this 5th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. We can all recount experiences in which we had our hearts broken, whether it was an untimely death of a loved one, the break in a relationship, the loss of a job we love, failing our exams, severe illness and so on. One very common reaction to suffering is the use of these two words, why me? The readings today talk about suffering and how to best respond to it. In the first reading Job states that human life is no better than higher drudgery and laments that his eyes will never again see joy. In the second reading, St Paul offers some words of wisdom as to how we approach suffering. He says that to the weak I made myself weak. In the gospel, we see Jesus curing Simon Peter's mother-in-law of her illness, healing and driving out demons. But many of us don't have our prayers answered like that. Instead, we may relate more to Job in today's first reading. Brothers and sisters, when we attempted to feel like Job, what should we do? How should we react? Why is Job's reaction not desirable to God? A reading from the book of Job Job began to speak. Is not man's life on earth nothing more than pressed service? His time no better than hired drudgery? Like the slave sighing for the shade, or the workman with no thought but his wages, months of delusion I have assigned to me, nothing for my own but nights of grief. Lying in bed, I wonder. When will it be day? Risen, I think, how slowly evening comes. Restlessly, I fret till twilight falls. Swifter than a weaver's shuttle, my days have passed and vanished, leaving no hope behind. Remember that my life is but a breath, and that my eyes will never again see joy. The Word of the Lord Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord, who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord, for he is good. Sing to our God, for he is loving. To him our praise is due. Praise the Lord, who heals the brokenhearted. The Lord builds up Jerusalem and brings back Israel's exiles. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up all their wounds. He fixes the number of the stars. He calls each one by its name. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Our God is great and almighty. His wisdom can never be measured. The Lord raises the lowly, He humbles the wicked to the dust. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I do not boast of preaching the gospel, since it is a duty which has been laid on me. I should be punished if I did not preach it. If I had chosen this work myself, I might have been paid for it. But as I have not, it is a responsibility which has been put into my hands. Do you know what my reward is? It is this. In my preaching, to be able to offer the good news free and not insist on the rights which the gospel gives me. So, though I am not a slave of any man, I have made myself the slave of everyone so as to win as many as I could. For the weak, I made myself weak. I made myself all things to all men in order to save some at any cost. And I still do this for the sake of the gospel, to have a share in its blessings. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Anyone who follows me will have the light of life. Hallelujah. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory be to you, O Lord. On Leaving the Synagogue Jesus went with James and John straight to the house of Simon and Andrew. Now Simon's mother-in-law had gone to bed with fever and they told him about her straight away. He went to her, took her by the hand and helped her up and the fever left her and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were possessed by devils. The whole town came crowding round the door, and he cured many who were suffering from diseases of one kind or another. He also cast out many devils, but he would not allow them to speak because they knew who he was. In the morning, Long before dawn, he got up and left the house and went off to a lonely place and prayed there. Simon and his companions set out in search of him and when they found him, they said, Everybody is looking for you. He answered, Let us go elsewhere, to the neighbouring country towns, so that I can preach there too because that is why I came. And he went all through Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out devils. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, one of the tragic things about a modern culture is that it doesn't take Satan, the devil, seriously. Many people make light of Satan. Some even dress up like Satan at costume parties. And although they see evil in the world, millions do not attribute it to a personal being like a fallen angel. Nevertheless, Satan is real. He has been present to our world since the dawn of the human race. The book of Job was written about 700 years before the time of Jesus. The central figure, Job himself, was a truly good and godly man. Job enjoyed the best of everything. He had abundant herds and flock. He had a wonderful family, great wealth and very good health. However, God permitted Satan to test Job. Consequently, Job was stripped of everything except his own life. Today, we see him sitting on a manure heap, scrapping his sore-infected body and bemoaning the hardships of life. His wife even urged him to curse God and die because things were so hopeless. However, Job remained faithful, with complete trust in God. Naked, Was I born and naked? Will I die? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This was Job's response and the evidence of his faith. The only fault that God attributed to Job was that he asked, Why? Or like I said in the introduction, why me? The reason for all that had befallen him." And God's reply was that no one can know the mystery of human suffering. Its purpose was known to God alone. And his purpose nowadays is still known to God alone. Yet when the time was right, everything was restored to Job in abundance. This was due to his faithfulness and steadfastness because there was no real knowledge of an afterlife six centuries before the time of Jesus. In the Gospel of Mark, we see Jesus working against Satan and all the forces of evil in the world. He cures Peter's mother-in-law. He restores her health instantly. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He cures all those brought to the house. He drives the demons out of the many who, possess- who have possessed. Later, he slips away to recharge himself alone with God, his Father, in prayer. When found still later by Peter and the others and asked to return, Jesus would not. Instead, He went to the many surrounding villages, synagogues and throughout Galilee itself. There, we are told, he preached the gospel, the good news. He also drove demons from those who suffered from their possession. There is a similarity between the book of Job and this section of Mark's gospel. It is the problem of diabolical evil, and the mystery of suffering. Jesus was the most perfect person who ever lived on this earth. Jesus lived a simple life without material wealth. He aspired to none of the things any bankrupt culture says is important. Nevertheless, despite his goodness and his innocence, Jesus suffered the torture and death reserved for the worst criminals of his time. None of this makes sense to the logical mind, nor to anyone with an understanding of justice. Instead, it seems to show the power of Satan and evil in the world, and our inability to prevent it or overcome it. However, That is only part of the story. It is never the end, the final outcome. As Job was restored after his ordeal, so was Jesus. But the restoration of Jesus was his resurrection to a new life. It was a return to the Father. The Son of Man is now the Son of God in all his divine glory, in union with the holy spirit the reality is that god's ways are not our ways so we cannot know why some people endure hardships while others receive miracles but we can change how we respond to those hardships when they arrive just as this passage from job is understood better within the context of the whole book Discrete events in our lives are part of something larger than ourselves. Praying with scripture, including reading more of Job, can help us understand how God is moulding, refining and yes, always loving us. When we attempted to feel like Job, it is a good time to embrace the old age practice of offering it up. As a child, my parents explained that offering it up meant I was telling God I would happily suffer in exchange for, for it helping someone else. What does this really mean? Everything stems from our being united to Christ in our baptism and being participants in his priestly, prophetic and royal office. We offer ourselves, our whole being, including our worship, our praise, our joy, our gratitude, our bodies, even suffering to God as a sacrifice. So, to offer it up is a powerful way of taking a bad situation and allowing it to be used for something good to give our inconvenience, our pain, our grief to the Lord and ask him to unite it to Christ's suffering for the good of others. It is a redemptive act, a form of love in action. St Paul is a great example of someone who suffered gladly and in today's second reading he shares that He made himself weak for the weak and in order to save them at all cost. Brothers and sisters, somehow the goodness, the truth and the inner beauty of righteous people counters the evil, the lies, the grotesque in the culture around us. Somehow the suffering of the innocent Breaks the hold that Satan has upon our world. Somehow, any suffering we experience can be joined to the suffering of Jesus to atone for the sins of the world. So, let us not lose heart. With God's grace, may we persevere in faith. May we trust in the unfolding plan of God for the world. And may we join ourselves to Jesus as he guides us towards his kingdom. Amen. Having listened to God's word, we turn in prayer to the Lord with our needs and the needs of the world. For the church, that crying out for justice, she may bring the light of faith to those searching for truth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For peace in our world, Cameroon, DRC, Ukraine, Palestine, and all other parts where there is conflict and war, that mutual distrust and prejudice may be resolved by non-violent means. Lord, in your mercy, for an end to poverty and injustice, that we may all be generous in sharing the earth's riches with those who are poor or less fortunate than us. Lord, in your mercy, for those who live under the threat of the clenched feast or wicked word, that God may surround them with compassion and renew them in patience. Lord in your mercy for our own parish communities and our local communities that we may be Christ present in our world today salt of the earth and light of the world Lord in your mercy for all who are sick or suffering, elderly or housebound, that they will be comforted by the knowledge of God's love. Lord, in your mercy, for all those we have lost, those dear to us, friends, relatives, and those we know. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. For our own intentions, and the intentions of those who've asked us to pray for them, and the intentions of those who have no one to pray for them. We now spend a few moments to offer this up to the Lord. We ask Mary, our mother, to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God our Father, your love for us surpasses all our hopes and desires. Forgive our failings, keep us in your peace, and lead us in the way of salvation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, dear friends, for listening to the word of God with me and for praying together. I wish you a peaceful and joyous celebration of the fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. Please do like, share and subscribe to our YouTube channels and the other platforms. And thank you for your continuous support. We finish our prayers like we began. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.